Oh, hello everyone. Welcome back to the Rumble Over the Thunder podcast, and we will rumble over some poor weather this evening. Very unfortunate. My name is Matt Panier. Happy to have you all on board. Andy Monday is back. Yo. Andy, how you doing? Good. How are you? Uh, did you stay dry? Did you bring your umbrella? I did. How about your raincoat? I didn't. No? You know, actually, uh, just kind of speaking of this real quick, when we were here for the tour race uh, back at the Dixieland and the rains came... Is that when I met you in the parking lot? Yeah, for just, I had no idea that I keep a parka in the back of my car <laughs> until it started raining. And I'm like, hey, look at this. So I, I lucked out. So if anybody ever needs one, check the back of my car. Good There's to know. Good to know. Uh, good night for you. We'll touch on that a little bit later. Dan, nice to see you. How are you doing? Doing okay. Dan little, the man. A uh, little wet. Did you get some good video tonight, Dan? Yeah, I tried to. Um... He doesn't well, upload it anyway, so... Okay, I'm getting to that. Don't worry. Ouch. Well, I gotta put the knife in. Um, that hurt. Yeah. Oh, talk closer to the mic, too, by the way. We can't oh, hear yeah, you. Yeah, like this? Yeah. yeah, thanks. We like you, Dan. We want to hear what oh. you have to say. So, uh, yeah, uh, some of the rain got onto the lens of the camera and was making the focusing be a little bit goofy. So, might be some out-of-focus shots tonight, but... Did you, did you hear what I just heard? It sounds like a whole lot of excuses. Is that oh, what that is? Well, we'll get to excuses later when we talk about what happened with your race, but had <laughs> 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 now I'm the one digging. open. Now I'm the one digging. Taken. I'm glad you guys don't listen to me announce because you guys could just go after me on some of the things I say sometimes. So just listen carefully. Hey, we've got guests. We've got three of them. Beatty, Beatty, and Beatty. Evan, Ethan, Emery. They're joining us here. Uh, we're gonna get right into it. Uh, who should we start with? Which one of you guys wants to start? You're gonna wrestle over it. I'd start with the four stars. They actually got to run their feature. Yeah, they <laughs> did. They did tonight, didn't they, Evan? Uh, so yeah, we'll get to you in a little bit. But your car was out there. There was a nice seven B. Yeah, with we Beatty did make two lot laps yeah. with the green back out there. Um, so let's start uh, with Ethan. You had an interesting night tonight. Oh, yeah. Start the night. We totaled the car in practice. How in the world did that happen? I got funneled up into the wall. Took and, her on. And you say it was during practice, but that was actually during drying. drying. The, yep, drying the track. They yep. let us loose, and, well, we got loose all right. Yeah, right. It's hard the, to get a front-wheel drive car loose, too, so it had to be something to do with the water still on the track, right? Well, I kind of got funneled up, pushed into the wall. Sucks, but... We made it back out with a backup car. How far away do you guys live that you could go get that car? About five minutes one way. Perfect. That's even closer than you and I live, Andy. Perfect, yeah. We're like yeah. 15. Yeah. 12. On a, well, on a, Ish. on a good day it's Ish. 12. A good day it's everything. you get hung up on French Road trying to turn on the double O? Yeah, or that's a nightmare. Is that the way you take? See, I take KK. I go on the highway and take KK. There you go, yeah. Yeah, and that can be a nightmare as well. But, uh, you know, one thing that I've noticed between... Ethan and Emery, you guys have had at least two really good battles for wins this year, and Emery is one. Now, Emery, you're the youngest, correct? How old are you? 21. You're 21. Okay, and how old are you? You can't be that much older. 25. 25. Okay. Wow, you guys look look so young. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now I know I'm getting old here. As if the gray hair didn't tell the story. Um, tell me about your two battles, because you guys had two really good races this year, and I think Emery, you come out on top both times. Is Ethan just being nice to you? Uh, sometimes it feels that way. Ethan's definitely got a lot more experience under his belt with the whole racing situation and he tells me everything so when I beat him it's kind of like using his words against him so it's kind of nice but uh yeah, so that's kind of like when you guys are battling and you grab his fist and like put it in the face and like quit hitting yourself, quit hitting yourself. Is that what you were doing to him? Well, I mean, he pretty much sets up the car and tells me what lines to run and what's fast that night so when you beat him using his own tactics it kind of feels good. 
Even so how does it feel yeah. on the flip side? Yeah, I was going to say, how do you feel about burns that? burns my ass every time. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that, uh, I'm going to tell you, if I were you, being the older brother, I'm, I mean, I might not be so nice. Andy, what about you? Race, would you be so nice to your brother? You know, we really haven't had the opportunity to race together, but um, I think it would be fun racing with Brian because we do, uh, like you guys, share a lot of information and help each other out. Um, I think we know each other's strengths and weaknesses a little bit too so maybe you guys can talk about that if are your driving styles similar where you can share stuff do you know when you're racing with each other who gets better through the center or off the corner better Emery's like already that? shaking his head like i ain't driving anything like that <laughs> nothing he likes the outside but i can never seem to figure the outside out so i he just pretty much goes past me like i'm not moving half the time so that's uh where we're kind of different because i'm more of a bottom feeder and he's more of the top side guy so what do you think about that, Ethan? I don't know. You, I, I notice you are one of those guys now, especially in the super stocks. We notice this that the inside line is obviously preferred, but in in the sizzling fours, it seems like it's not too big of a deal if you get trapped on the outside. Is that kind of the case? If you got a car that's working good, you can work in the third and fourth group as well. I mean, my car, like last week when I got outside Emery and Blondre, I went three wide on the outside and made it happen. If the car works. The car works no matter where you are. How crazy are those starts? It depends. Sometimes they go good, and sometimes softballs get in the way. <laughs> yeah, we, we actually did talk about that on the podcast last yeah. week. You went out, you slapped the softball. I saw you kind of, you know, weave back and forth a little bit. Ah, car's good. Tell me about that. That was I, you, five laps in. You're still spitting styrofoam out of the back of the car. I went to make the pass on the outside going into three. I caught the fourth place car's front bumper, and I spun into the wall, wide open going into the corner. Unfortunately, Unfor- last week there was a softball to stop me, so I was able to continue racing and finish second, but... Not this week. How did the car feel? Felt like it did going into the wall, I guess. It didn't really change much. <laughs> Straightened it out. I wasn't happy with the <laughs> warm-up laps, so that's how you adjusted on the track. There you go. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> it was a little too much. Uh, the toe was too far out. I wanted more camera, the but they don't allow you to put too much camera, <laughs> so I was trying to add it with the wall. <laughs> oh, it must have worked. It must have felt pretty good. Uh, tell me about, we're going to get to Evan here in a second, uh, but I think it's really interesting that, you know, all three of you guys now are racing here, and then, you know, we got Ariana who races here from time to time as well. How do the babies get into racing? And Evan, if you want to jump in here and talk to us about that too, uh, I'd love to hear that. What most people don't actually know is we're actually third generation racers. Our grandpa raced on our mom's side, and my dad raced here. We, I think he quit in 98, and we kind of just picked it up. None of us actually started on the asphalt other than Emery. Me and Ethan both started on the dirt and made the transition over. And you're still racing on the dirt, too, a little bit, right? I still you do. just mentioned that to us. Mod, yep. What do you like better? Now, be careful, because there's, you got to know your audience here. There's challenges in both. The dirt is kind of one at the trailer. You have a lot more adjustments. The track changes from practice to heat to feature, where an asphalt car... You win it at home. You get the car set up. You come out and qualifying. You start out and set out your night on the first two laps here on the track. Everything after that set up based on your qualifying. So it all depends on what you want to do. Asphalt is very touch and go. You have to hit your marks lap after lap. If you miss, it takes you five laps to get back in a groove, especially if you get pushed to the outside. Dirt. You can normally make three, four grooves work just by turning a little bit of brake bias in and getting the car to rotate through the black better or worse. Now, Ethan and Emery, 
explain to me, did you guys kind of watch Evan get back into the sport and say, hey, this is something I want to do too, or did it kind of, was it sort of something that you knew was lined up, you just had to make the age to the point where you could start racing? You know, did you guys always kind of have that in your blood? Well, I kind of helped Evan off on his first car a little bit off and on when he ran Seymour. I was kind of more or less gone on the road all the time. And then when I got back one summer and I wasn't going on the road, I just started racing with him full time. That's when we came here. Yeah, and you brought it out the four-cylinder right away, yep. right? Yeah. Yep. Can I chime in? You realize he's older than me, right? Really? Yeah, <laughs> he is. So you were the one that started things off, though, right? Well, at least here. Well, Aerie would be technically, yeah. yes. Okay. Aerie, then Eric race street stock. Then I got into it after Eric got out, actually. So Aerie would probably be the one that started the kids. Really? Yeah. And still racing on dirt? She's always ran dirt. She's okay. never... And where is she racing that Grand National? 141. That's Grand at 141, okay. Um, Chad Butts, he's sponsored by 141 on his car, actually. Yes. Yeah. Andy, we're going to have to maybe make a trip out there some Saturday to go check I'm in. i got to go to uh, Beaver Dam this week and fill in an ounce, but... Big Beaver or Little Beaver? Little Beaver. Yeah. Okay. Big Beaver is a fun racetrack. Sister told out a car there. She probably wouldn't say the same. At, at Big Beaver? Big Beaver Dam, yeah. I broke the microphone last time I was there. Did I tell you guys that story? No, it's here. This is the weirdest story you're ever going to hear. So I was there for the Dirt Kings race, and there were two other sprint car classes. The IRA sprint cars went first. Tony Stewart was there that night. Packed the place. We came out for the Dirt Kings race. Justin Hurt won. They don't have a cordless microphone at this racetrack. They have a microphone that you plug in down by the flag stand. You go out and you do your interview. you got maybe <laughs> like 15 feet of slack. So I was out there interviewing Justin Hurt, and it's kind of getting late in the night, and they want to move the show along, so they start pushing the sprint cars out for the next race, the MSA 360s. So they're all going behind me, behind me, behind me. Well, suddenly one decides to go out in front of where we're doing the interview, right where the cord is. So I see this car coming. I'm almost done with the interview, and I'm thinking, oh, no. He's not really, this isn't really going to happen. So I'm waiting for Justin to finish what he has to say. And by the time the sprint car is there, so I have to decide what I'm going to do with this cord. Do I let the sprint car run it over, where it's probably going to wrap up in the axle? Be bad news. So my idea is to try to, like, take the slack of the cord and flip it up over the car. <laughs> there wasn't enough slack there. So it hits under the wing rips the microphone out of my hand, goes into the cockpit, wraps around one of the roll bars, and then you just watch the cord stretch and then snap. And, of course, the sprint car is getting pushed out by a four-wheeler. So I just look, and then I throw my hands up at, you know, this is a crowd of 3,000 people. I'm looking, and I'm like, uh, yeah, that just happened. So I walk up to the sprint car, and I'm like, you broke my microphone, bruh. And he's like, well, they told us we could go out. I said, well, yeah, well, where is it? I thought it was still in the cockpit, but he gave it to his crew guy, and here's a microphone with about three feet of cord and then just snapped. So I walk up to the tower, I hand it back, and I'm like, see ya. <laughs> there was another microphone there that they were using up in the tower, but uh, to the folks at Dodge County, I I'd like to apologize, but it wasn't my fault. So there's my Big Beaver Dam story. And I guess if we ever need to quiet you down on a Thursday night, if you get uh, too talkative, then maybe we can oh, break no, the microphone Oh, no, everything here is cordless, baby. You guys are, you're screwed. Batteries. You're you make screwed. the batteries go dead on yep. this. <laughs> you're in trouble. Anyway, back to our guests. Uh, racing on the dirt. Now, do you guys, Ethan and Emery, do you guys still do that a little bit, too, since Evan's doing that? I'm actually running the same car that I ran, was originally going to run tonight, 
at Francis Crick as well. Okay. With the same car. I race here and there. I don't really get into the dirt too much. Dirt's dirty. I'm not very good <laughs> at it either. So. Dirt's dirty, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's our tech tip for the night. Dirt is dirty. <laughs> I would like to comment, though. A Grand National makes a pretty good figure eight car. Yeah, I know, I know. And you were the one driving it last week. Yeah, I'm... I gotta get a little bit better with some of the sheets up there. We get handed those things and they get thrown in the pile, but uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on you. How do you like figure eights, by the way? It's pretty fun. It's a rush. I definitely would like to do it again sometime. Yeah. Is your sister gonna be nice unless she use that car again? I don't tell me you use that one again, but there's a, there's a race coming up here not too long. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called the Eve of Destruction. Yeah, you, you guys are, could get in. You guys get are in that? big Eva destruction me participants. Me and Evan actually lapped the entire two-man cruiser field last year, except for second place, and we yeah, had a half a lap on right. them too. Yeah, what did you guys use for a cruiser car? I can't really recall. We used uh, Danny Gracie Allen's figure eight car, the pink, stinky pink '99. The Executioner. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Nice. That car is quick. <laughs> yeah. How do you how do you do that so quickly to make that thing? into a team cruiser by moving you, you move the gas over to the passenger side right you actually just disconnect the linkage on the driver's side so the driver's side doesn't work okay and the passenger one just stays hooked up all the time or at least you tell everybody that that's what you do right actually they tuck it so you can't get away with it anymore <laughs> sure <laughs> I, did you hear him say anymore did you catch? You can't get away with that anymore. You can't get away with that anymore. Hey, like back so. when we started doing that, we would keep competing with four cylinders out there. I do remember that actually because that was the one time me and my dad got to race together. We had an old Toyota Camry four cylinder, and we we're out there with these V8 figure eight cars. Yeah. And the way we did it, when I I was driving and I had the brake and my dad had the gas, we were just yelling back and forth in the car. When and you, you go, when you just get on the brake. Yeah. Is that what you guys do too? More Evan knows the quarter mile like I do, so when he starts getting a little crazy, I just crack him in the shoulder and tell him to slow down. Slow <laughs> down! Because some points it gets a little rough out there with him on the pedal. In my defense, the straightway is a lot longer on the half mile. <laughs> yeah, all right? He's trained now to, to remember. He's got that muscle memory, right? Is Even that the you... sport mod, the straightaway is shorter, but you're on the throttle three quarters way through the corner too so the rear steer picks up yeah exactly now speaking of the sport mod we were just kind of talking about this off the record we got those coming in here next week we'll talk about that a little bit more later on but uh come on are you are you game for this now do you, you hear all the money that's starting to come in as a guy that knows the quarter mile i almost have to jump uh joel vernigan pretty much strong on me today till i said yeah he, he'll do that kind of stuff to you too i've so noticed I he's, told he's him, like uh, that We'll come out and practice on Tuesday, and we'll we'll see how fast we can get. Because I was actually out on Tuesday helping out a uh, couple friends that were practicing their late miles, and a couple guys were out, and they were actually running some pretty good-looking laps for not being on it ever. What kind of laps they turn? Are you talking like we were, 14s or 15s? I wasn't or closer to 16s? Them, but I was expecting people to be a little bit out of control or a little shy on the throttle, and they seem to be running a good line, picking up early. It almost looked like they've done it before. Were they lifting and all that kind of crazy things that the dirt cars tend to do? I think a lot of them took some left rear trailing arm angle because they weren't hiking up near as high as they do on the dirt. Okay. But that's that's kind of what I'm hoping for is at least one guy comes next week and is lifting the left front off of the ground. I've been kind of harassing uh, Brock Saunders to get his out here. He's yeah. uh, Rod Wheeler's son. Well, we were, we were harassing. I think that's what we got to do to get these cars. I know. We just, just got to be persistent. Somebody yeah. said something about persistency earlier. Yeah. We were talking about it in bed. No, something like that. <laughs> Persistence <laughs> is key. 
Uh, well, guys, thanks for joining us. I want to move to uh, Evan again real quick because you have had a pretty good season here. This is, what, your second full season now? Second full in season. In the late yeah. models. And uh, you had that nice stretch run, uh, I think, uh, early July where you did a third, a fifth, and a third. Tell me about uh, the way you've been improving this year. Well, after what that it's taken. third, fifth, and third, we ended up in a wreck, a wreck, and a wreck. No, we're not talking, we're about, about, we're not talking <laughs> about that right now. We're talking about the good stuff. It's all positive. We saw the rainbow out there a little early on, so nothing but good vibes here tonight on the podcast. Uh, we started out the season, and I totally missed set up on our right rear spring. We put something in that wasn't actually, it was marked wrong, so we fought a tight car all year, and then once... I need to change the spring just to get turned. We're going to go back up to a heavier spring. I'm like, oh, there's our issue. No wonder it won't turn through the center. Once you ruin your center, the off isn't going to come off because the car's facing the wrong way. So we fixed that, and then after that, our time just got better and better and better. Tonight, we qualified with a 20.6. Yeah, that was a good lap. But they took it away because all the division didn't, so we ended up right. with an average on like a 20.9 or something like that. But it didn't end up, it worked out because we didn't run in the feature anyway, so I didn't have to start near the trunk no matter what. Yeah, you guys kind of got ping-ponged by the weather tonight, unfortunately. You were going to be the last ones to run, and uh, the weather just decided not to cooperate. What, what does that do to you, sitting back in the pits, waiting, waiting, and waiting? Well, it, you can't think of things too much. You get inside your own head. I'm way calmer behind the steering wheel of a car than I am in someone's face, so... I get nervous, you get in the car, and you kind of get that jitters. Once the engines fire up and you start moving, you, you relax yourself. At least I do. Every year, my biggest fear is that I'm going to suck. I think I put that in my head every year, and I always will, but we always seem to come up and at least make a good showing. Yeah, you're definitely uh, showing some really nice improvement here, like we said, just your second year. So, you know, it takes time. Andy, how long did it take you to get the groove out there on the half mile when you were racing the Limited? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it, too, is the equipment you have and the people you have helping out. You know, I was fortunate to step in a situation where um, my dad had helped Jim Poggle for a lot of years on the half mile. So when I moved up to the half mile, I had someone who'd been doing it a lot of years um, and then when I transitioned to super lates, I raced for Mike Butts the first year. So I think you have those people in your corner that help out. Now you've got a, a left-hander. What your what your car is that that you got? The center's actually an 08. It's it's pretty updated compared to a lot of the competition around us. So we do have a a newer style chassis, I guess you could say. Yeah, and there's a lot of knowledge uh, around the left-handers here. I mean, you got guys like Mike Butts. That's a dealer, and uh, you know you've got a lot of really quality left-handers throughout the yeah, field. Yeah, Maxwell Schultz runs one yep. on a weekly basis in the Supers. Um, there's a lot of them. Uh, you know, the car my brother races, similar to yours, it's a 08 left-hander uh, center section, and then it's got updated, you know, front stub mm -hmm. on it from right foot. So a lot of ways to skin the cat, that's for sure. Yeah, we've talked about that for in the past as well. Um, Ethan, Emery, any chance that you guys will be joining your brother on the half mile anytime soon or super i mean i know ethan you ran super stocks there for a little while as well i actually got a brand new super stock sitting at home yet on jack stands i haven't brought out yet i don't know if we're gonna bring it out or if we're gonna get rid of it and go sport mod racing with evan but i don't ever foresee me on the half mile not okay. something i ever wanted to do what if we ran street stocks on the half mile like we do for the tundra race 
Probably not. What if we ran four cylinders out on the half mile? That I would do. Okay. <laughs> you know, they, they do that at some tracks. They do that at Marshfield, and they, on the dirt they do it at Shawano, too. I actually got a good mile. story for you. We were out here with Mike Meyerhofer for his uh, bachelor party, and oh, we rented man. the inner and outer tracks so we go. didn't have to deal with anybody. Well, I had my four cylinder out here back when I was running them, and I'm like, Mike, can we go out there? He goes, I rented both. So I went out there with our four cylinder, buzzing around third gear, making some quick laps for what I was expecting, you know, and it never really hit the rev limiter too bad, and they were having drags Saturday night across the wall. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, we had four crew guys over there just chewing us out, <laughs> and uh, Roger came down and told us, enough's enough on the half, we, we were here for the quarter mile, it's the way we gotta stay. Aww. You know, the, the four cylinders on the half mile, I've had the opportunity to do that when Matt Rowe has his uh, ISS Enduro in okay. October. They do a double O race at the end of the night. Mm. Well, Jerry Conrad, buddy of mine, he let me, he ran the Enduro race and then he let me run his car in the double O race where you do one lap on right. the quarter and one lap on the half and then you transition back and um, at the time, we had like a 2000 Honda Accord, or maybe it was like a 1990 Honda Accord, I want to say. And going into turn one, you look down, you're going 85 miles an hour, you're like, this is freaking insane. <laughs> <laughs> this car is not designed for this. What are we doing? Well, just hold your breath, right? Make sure she turns. You pull the e brake if you need it. Yeah. Emery, what about you? What's the plan? What's the master plan? Well, I'm in college right now, so I'm kind of wait to graduate money's pretty tight with college and everything so i'd know nothing about that we'll stick with four cylinders probably for a couple more years and then probably make them move up to super stock if they're still running here otherwise i'd probably try street stock on dirt good good well thank you guys for joining us and uh like we do when we have people here on the podcast uh, we want to give you guys uh, an open forum here to uh you know anybody that makes it possible to help you guys racing sponsors family friends crew people uh just want to hear who makes it possible for the Beatties to be here every Thursday night. Well, I definitely got to thank Retro Tire. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be able to go in circles. Got to thank Timers Auto for all the parts they help us with and everything like that. Definitely got to thank the family and friends. They all allow it to be possible working on cars seven nights a week with running two. I mean, it takes a lot. What about you, Emery? I also got to thank Timers. He gives us a lot of parts, and he definitely makes it happen because without him, I wouldn't have nearly the car I have. Uh, Retro Tires also sponsors me. Tires are important with cars, obviously, because can't have flat tires. And uh, K Talon Sports Bar and Grill, uh, Big Splash Trucking, um, my family, girlfriend, uh, just everybody makes it possible. My two brothers actually here. Funny story this winter, I kind of Evan wanted to have my uh, car for his girlfriend race at 141, so we worked out a deal. And these guys actually basically stripped my car for me while I was at college. I didn't even help them. And they actually brought it all the way to Montello for me to put a cage in all while I was at college. So, I mean, I have two brothers that are willing to do that for you. I don't know anyone else that does. So, I definitely got to thank both of them for, because this season wouldn't be possible without them. So, By the way, where are you going to college and what are you studying? I'm actually going to UW-Milwaukee for teaching in history. So, I'll be a high school history teacher one day. Very nice. Very nice. Evan, what about you? Who makes it possible for that late model to go around the track? Well, I'd probably start with Ethan. Uh, back when I first got into late model racing, he backed down to go to a four-cylinder so I would be able to run the late mile so he could spot for me. There's uh, sponsors. We got Annuals Painting, Females Auto Body, Hank Karen's Bar and & Grill, and Performance Motorsports. But the crew, they, they come through probably nine times out of ten. 
I always say I get the car to the track, and when it's here, I don't touch it. And that's that's the truest statement ever. They don't let me. They I'm there to drive, and they're the crew to work on it. Perfect. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us, the Beatty brothers, Evan, Ethan, Emery. Appreciate having you guys here with and us. And the women that are behind yes. them every Thursday are here as well. So yes, very important, you. folks. Thanks for having us. All right, so again, a big thanks going out to the Beatty brothers, Evan, Ethan, Emery, and we never confuse them, ever. <laughs> I try I not to. Process yeah. every, I see them in the pits, and we'll, we all know each other, so hey, they'll come up and talk to me, and I always have to like just stop and process, yeah. like, all right, this one, this is Evan. Even this when they're out on the track, thank God, Evan and Seven, if that didn't rhyme, I would be so so in trouble. Uh, so. Which which one drives the, uh, the, the 07 in the four cylinders? The 09 is Emery. Oh, 09, yeah. okay. I always remember that one because that was kind of the last one to come into play, so okay. it's like, okay, that was the last one, and then 35 is Ethan, so that just process of elimination stuff well let's get back into what happened here tonight first off uh, we were mother nature's punching bag this evening i think would be the best way of saying it uh, every time it seemed like the weather was clearing it would not clear we would get more weather uh just a real frustrating night to battle the elements and uh, just want to extend a huge thanks to all the fans that came out tonight first off and sort of bared with us uh, i think the first green flag fell at about quarter after eight tonight something yep. like that so about an hour and a half of just sort of sitting around waiting and uh, a big shout out to the drivers as well andy i know we talked about this last week you guys don't necessarily like going out there and riding the track and i know you guys had to do it what three times today so uh, a big shout out to everybody for getting out there and uh, and getting that track dry so we could get as much racing in as we did yeah it's part of the deal i mean the more cars out there the quicker it's going to go and it's going to get dry and um the situation tonight was you get in your car you go out we first lap of practice we're not even up to speed then we're off the track then we're coming back out we're drying the track so a lot of back and forth going mm-hmm. on and you know the guys in the pits are then taking off the practice tires putting on the race tires oh now we got to go dry the track back put on the practice tires so a lot of back and forth going on there but uh you know hats off to tom g clint smith um mike Pinnell, pat razor the officers of this club sticking it out werner electric was our sponsor tonight they had a ton of people up yeah, in the they pavilion um they wanted to see the show i actually went up with with tommy during one of the rain delays he wanted to talk to the the sponsor werner electric and let them know what the plan was and i went up there just to sign some autograph cards and stuff just kind of keep those people entertained mm-hmm. but they had a ton of people up there so you know if we were going to cancel it on them and then they'd have to reschedule and bring all these people back um we did what we could and we got it in and we got it in before 11 o'clock you know yeah. all things considered got as much in there as we as could. much as we could yeah. yeah and uh you know considering the situation the crowd tonight was actually i thought pretty good as far yeah. as uh, attendance this evening, so. yeah, and I saw a lot of uh, a lot of drivers and stuff on social media sharing mm-hmm. updates and things that are going on for the track, and um, those out there listening, you know, thanks for doing that. Continue to do that yeah, because absolutely. that is the quickest, best way. People are going to get information on what's going on out here, and they're going to come out. Um, the days of people calling the old seven six six five five seven seven phone number—it was ringing. That's tonight. probably oh, yeah, just ringing or busy somewhere. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, the more people that share that stuff and put it out there, the better crowd we're going to have out here, including oh, sure. the ones that steal other people's pictures. What do you oh, mean? Oh, we got to oh, put oh, a little oh, photo credit on there. Do we got? Yeah, I didn't want to take yeah. my own rainbow picture. Do we got? Yeah, because we had a rainbow picture that was really nice. So. I, I actually I posted and then I'm like you know what I should add a picture to that 
thinking back to our tech tips from last week. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I said, oh, Dan's got a picture. I'll just steal this picture. He won't bind. And then apparently he minded. I'm going to have watermarks and all this stuff now. It's all proprietary. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> no, it's, it's cool. If anybody wants to use that stuff, go right for it. I'm all for it because, you know what? It's promoting this place here. I'm, I'm trying to be ahead of you guys. I was doing the uh, time lapse videos during practice, and I got the rain coming in. It looks pretty cool. Put it up on yeah, the circle track. Yeah. Go take a look at that on the circle track Insta. Give it a Insta, little. Give it a little heart. Give it a like. Uh, first time winner here tonight, Andy. I know I ribbed you a little earlier on, but uh, you got a bigger picture that you're worrying about here now. Just two weeks to go, and, and a pretty good point lead. Johnny DeAngelis, the rookie, picks up the win here this evening in the. 30 lap feature. We had to call it off because of some precipitation coming down with five to go. Uh, Bobby Kendall ends up finishing second. Andy, uh, you got to the lead, and then Johnny B was sort of knocking on the door. What happened? Yeah, I got a uh, had a good car tonight. Started out really good. We started 10th and then uh, worked our way through some traffic. Got into third and was kind of in the catbird seat there watching. Uh, yeah, up there pretty quick. The Angelus, yeah. yeah, was uh, was knocking on the door and stomp, and it looked like things might get a little rowdy there, so. Uh, I was trying to be patient, but at the same time, I knew there's other guys out there kind of uh, coming through the field as well. So um, we were able to get a run on on uh, DeAngelis on the outside to get to second and then pass Stump on the outside for the lead. And my car was really good on the outside and in traffic. And then once we got to the lead and kind of got down back on the bottom in the preferred qualifying line, um, just kind of used up my tires getting there. Car got a little freer. Um, DeAngelis got up to second. The mm. next thing I know, he's kind of pushing on my left rear. He's, he's hungry. They've been working hard. They've been looking to get their first win here. And uh, he got me free a couple times off the corner. And at that point, I just decided, you know what, I can't. I can't get involved with, you know, getting pushed up in the wall or getting spun out here. So uh, um, he got by and, and brought a few cars with him, and we ended up fourth. So can't complain overall. A good night for us looking at uh, looking at the overall standings more than anything. We wanted to get that win for my guys. Um, we showed the car we had tonight, being able to drive all the way up there. Um, now we just got to, uh, you know, be able to just drive away from the group and take off when you're in that spot. Yeah, and uh, because of the rain, it was average qualifying time, and you have the best. So you ended up starting way back at the end of the invert. Yeah, um, with qualifying getting rushed out, um, go by average time. So we ended up starting 10th. Um, obviously, nobody gets any points or, mm-hmm. or money or anything for qualifying. It's just the way we line them up. So. Um, I knew Lowell was a couple rows back. He was starting 14th with winning um, the feature a few weeks ago. So um, I think he ended up 7th tonight. So um, overall, you know, pretty happy with tonight. Obviously, anytime you get to the lead and you can't hold on to it, there is that disappointment factor there. But um, all in all, with uh, only a couple weeks to go in the season, can't complain. Yeah, like we said, congrats to Johnny D, a team that's been working real hard this year. They had such – I don't know if you really followed along with him at the start of the year before, before we even started racing here. They just had terrible luck. Uh, with they blew a few engine or a couple of engines before the icebreaker. They had some trouble at the thaw at Golden Sands. Uh, it's just it was just a whole bunch of bad luck. So to see some payoff here finally in August for them, it's it's kind of nice to yeah, see a team been, you know that's that persistent. To they've been working on the car hard. We didn't run the Dixieland with our car, but I was able to help those guys mm-hmm. out that day. And um, their car was really good in that race too. They're up there racing with Paul Schaefer and Prunty, kind of in that fifth, sixth, seventh range. And uh, again, bad luck kind of struck at that race too. Got into the wall and the fenders flapping, and the black flag came out. I had to come in the pits and fix it. So. 
um, it was nice to see. And um, one thing I thought about when I got into third is um, the top three cars at that point are all Pathfinders. And it's kind of funny because the car DeAngelis has, I want to say, is chassis number 412. And the one that Stump has is maybe 410 or 411. And the one I have is 413. So they were all built like within a month or two of each other. And then Kendall um, came and screwed yeah, it Yeah, and then that Kendall guy came in. Messed came it all right for there, everybody. No, um, it was good to see. I know we all have very similar setups. We do talk at times, um, little tweaks for each car, but uh, those things were, were hooked up pretty good tonight. Yeah, and uh, it was an entertaining feature, good battles up front. Next week we go 50 for the Rich Summers Memorial, so that should be a good time. Hopefully Mother Nature is nice to us next week. That would be nice. 75 and sunny. I checked earlier. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> By the time this thing gets posted, uh, we'll have to see. We're going to look back. It'll be like, you know, somebody will be listening to this next Tuesday or something, and they'll look down, look at their phone, and it'll say, you know. 90 and 70% humidity or 45 something and not what it would say leading up to today like 60% chance or any of that crap 45 and uh, snow yeah I mean <laughs> who knows right it's Wisconsin so stranger things have happened here uh, unfortunately the late model main gets washed out they did run their dash Travis Riddle I think may have ended up gaining like two points on Jesse Bernhagen that one's had about Five, six points, I think, for the point battle in the late models. Yeah, Bernhagen is up five on uh, Rotowald, and then uh, Munster's 20 by hack yeah, on Rotowald. So, so he kind of separated. Well, he's, a that's, little bit. 20's not a lot. Though. 20's not a lot. You not know, a lot. One wreck, one flat tire, or anything. Right. He could make that up. Yeah, so coming down to the wire in the late models, uh, we did get all the quarter mile features in. Dylan Wenzel wins number seven of the season. And one thing I, I sort of noticed about Dylan today, and I had noticed it over the past couple of weeks, uh, just with him being so successful, one thing we don't really say a lot about him is, yes, he's fast, but he has an uncanny ability to stay out of trouble in those races as well. Have you noticed that? And that's a big part of it. I mean, anybody can have a fast race car and try to drive for the front if you end up tearing the fender or something off, and it, it doesn't really matter. You know, the result is the result. So, yeah, there was a lot of uh, things going on in that race. I think the 49 had a car that looked like maybe could win, and then mm -hmm. he got together with the, the 63 there, and they both got sent to the rear. Um, a lot of guys were driving hard tonight. One thing I noticed is, you know, even Nick Bolt in Hauser's car and, and Larry Rago were running there. Their rotors are just cherry yeah, red glowing, yes. and they're just driving the heck out of these cars. Even after the race, I mean, they took a cool-down lap, and they're pulling off to go back out to the pits, and they're still cherry red. So... Um, those guys are putting it on the line every lap and doing what they could out there. Yeah, shout out to uh, the rookie, Will Timmers. Gets a top five tonight in that 22 car. You know, we saw him go flipping and into the flag stand here earlier on this year. Uh, young kid, I think just 14 years of age, running out there in the Super Sox. A good night for him. Yeah, he ended up third. Alex Seidel was second. He's yep. been really consistent this year. He's and had he's a lot of good said, runs. Unfortunately for Alex Seidel, he has technically won two features, and we didn't get to interview him either time. Maybe we'll have to get him on the podcast. I think we should. Yeah, we should have a little talk with He's him. a good kid. He was up in Norway last week. Did you see that? I did see he that. He was in a super stock up there. And he, uh, he had an interesting in-car, I think it was an in-car video, or the car behind him had the in-car uh, video. Tyler behind him. Mr. Barth and was here last week. Had that bad. I actually, we'll get into this in the tech tips, but I actually talked to Tyler this okay, week perfect. about that. And I talked to the guy he hit, too. Um, and we'll get into that in here in a little bit. But uh, up on Circle Track, you're going to see a story about 
that particular incident here. Uh, hopefully, I can get that up by the weekend. But uh, I don't know. I've been waiting a little bit on on some folks to get back to me. Anyway, uh, super moving. stocks. Just one last super thing. Rachel Meyer offered a little bad luck there. It looks yeah. like she got kind of put into the grass and where it was a lot of water out of turn two there. So um, mm-hmm. I know she was having a decent run until that point, so that kind of wiped that out. Right at the end, yeah. Right she was actually is. challenging for third on Timmers. Looked like maybe she might have had a little yeah. something up her sleeve there. That was so, actually a really good battle from third on back. Uh, her Uncle Dave was in that mix, and I think uh, Van de Wettering got back up there in the 49, too. Uh, made it a really interesting battle for third there at the end. Wisconsin Sport Trucks, Jason Plutz, win number three of the season, and that was another entertaining night put on by the sport trucks because you had Kyle Quella, you had Brett Van Horn, and they were all right there. And Quella had a chance. I know why he didn't win. <laughs> I like this. I know why he didn't win. I, during, during the rain delay, we were out by the, the sport truck pits, and Kyle was out working on his truck and, you know, shooting the breeze with a few guys. And he had the top part of his driver's suit down, like we know most of us do. And he had a number 10 super mm. late model shirt on. And I told him right away, why are you wearing that? That guy never wins. You're not going to win tonight. Anyway, You're not going to win tonight yeah. wearing that. So guess oh, what man. happened to him? The guy who talked trash last week just sabotaged himself by putting on a 10 shirt. You want to know what I think is funny? Because I believe I saw Kyle down on the track during the big race at the end of the night. I think he had a Corey Kempke shirt on. Oh, really? Yeah. So he swapped it out? He must have swapped it out. <laughs> a little bit better luck for him. But uh, he came close. He was on the inside of Putz uh, when they were coming to the white. Plus, just a little too strong in that last lap. And Van Horn was right there, too. Uh, three trucks, very capable. And that point battle was interesting because Van Horn's got a decent pad. But it's kind of one of those deals where, you know, like we talked about with Munster, Bernhagen, and Rotowald, where if, you know, Van Horn has a bad night, kind of like he did last week, Quella's still right there. Yeah, and Quella's 18 back right now in second. Plutz is a little ways further than that. He's like 27 more behind Quella. So um, Plutz still has an outside shot. It looks mm-hmm. like it's going to come down to Van Horn and Quella. And, you know, Brett's still been consistent. He's been running good. He hasn't been as dominant maybe as we've seen in years past. But really, I think you heard I heard you say tonight, Plutz, that was his third feature one season. That was three, yeah. So he's got three. Quella's got five. Mm-hmm. So that's eight of what? 11 yeah so does van horn have the other three i believe so or was there someone else that snuck one out did uh i didn't know i don't believe anybody else yeah, i think it's just those Fisher, three okay. no no, no yeah so it's really been those three kind of yeah. mike, mike burge has been getting really closer. close yeah, every week as well same with kylie vander moss yeah she yeah. had another good run tonight yeah so. they finished fourth and fifth tonight so they're they're in the conversation and you never know it could be a night where one where those three just end up Maybe racing so much in close quarters that something happens. Just never know. And whoever finishes the race actually yeah. out of those three right? would win it. Could have like a, a Hunger Games for the championship, you know? Well, what what year was that where during the red, white, and blue, one, two, and three got taken out and that it was, was like yeah. four and five tied, wasn't it? That was the year that Maxwell and Brett Piontek tied. I can't remember what yep. year that was. I want to say Probably 2014. 13, 14, something like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's the Wisconsin Sport Trucks, and also feature winner in the a first-time feature winner on the season in the Sizzling Fours, and that was Mike Klein. Not a first time ever. He won plenty of features back here last year when he won the championship, but the 117 uh, comes out on top this evening, and uh, just 
out there cruising. He's fast again. Yeah, he was the only car, uh, according to the transponder times, that ran a 17-second lap in the feature. So um, he uh, he had something figured out. Um, you know, he won by over two seconds. Uh, Larry Belanger finished third. I believe mm-hmm. the ladies were talking about uh, him. He, I think he owns Retro Tire, one of their sponsors. That could be. Um, so that's kind of cool to see he was up there. And then uh, a shout-out I wanted to give to someone is Tara Springstrow. She finished 10th tonight, which I know 10th is not maybe a big deal for her. For but a year, the year that they've had, how yep. many motors they've put in the car, how many times they've come out to practice, how many times they've come out on Thursday, and things just haven't gone her way. Just to finish the race tonight, finish on the lead lap, you know, she could, probably it probably feels like a win with how the years went for that team. Right. Yeah, so good for her. Hopefully, you know, she gets a little bit better luck here over the next couple of weeks, can go up there and contend. Because we've seen her contend for wins before, contend for top fives. It's it's definitely in her ability uh, if the car stays put underneath her. The figure eights tonight, Craig Van Der Wettering holds off while Willie Van Camp. That one was a good one. Uh, we had two slip and slides going right into the X. I don't know if you knew <laughs> if you noticed that, but there was a splash zone right at the entrance of the X both ways, and that... That had me a little nervous, but most of you guys know what the hell they're I kind of thought of that tonight, too, when we lined up for, um, not our feature, they lined us up on the half mile, but when we lined up for the heat races and dashes, you went out there and it was just like, you're trying to dodge puddles, and Mm -hmm. you're trying to line up next to other guys that are dodging puddles, and thinking... Well, figure eights are going to have a little bit of an entry exam for stingers. They don't, care. Race. They, they don't <laughs> yeah. care. They don't care. Put the water out there. We should put water out there every week. Spray it out. You know, like the demo derbies do, <laughs> where they just spray all the water down, put some soap out there, and just let it go. I do have happens. a side figure eight story. Uh, Saturday night, I went to a birthday party for one of the guys on my team, and uh, it was over at the X Bar in Kakana. Oh, do you okay. know anything that, about the X Bar? Well, I know that every figure eight car seems to be sponsored by that, so uh, the this X, is, I'm guessing, is... This is Craig reference? Krieger's bar. Okay. And uh, little did I know when I first walked in, so they have some drop ceiling tiles like we do here. Mm-hmm. And if you're a figure eight driver, they take down the drop ceiling tile and they have you personalize autograph it. And you put on there, you know, Wild Willie Van Camp's on there and Very nice. all the different drivers. And they put their number up there and they autograph it and they put what year they were champions and everything. So, you know, just having a drink, look at the X bar, looking around. And okay. there's probably... 15 20 different tiles they were nice enough to let me sign a tile but then i could see craig just kind of like he put it above the fridge put it in the like bag. upside down way in the corner like yeah, we're, we're, just, yeah, we're just gonna paint all yeah. this later we're just making this is really, this is right really nice we're gonna driver. put this right on our fridge yeah we don't want this crap he's not a figure eight driver so <laughs> if you ever get a chance go to x-bar and Kakana. it's pretty cool all place. right where is that by is that by the water slide it's downtown do you know where automotive supply is mm, on third street or bob's in Yes, I know Bob's Okay, it's in right is. down okay. the road from Bob's Inn. Okay. Bob's Inn, Donnie Dix used to race yep. out here. That's his bar. Um, so you, literally, if you go um, away from the main street, kind of back in there, the X bar is right on the same road as Bob's Inn with a walking distance. All right, well, we'll have to make note of that. So that puts the wraps on the night, the racing action. Uh, there was plenty of it when we were dodging raindrops, and now we kind of look forward to next week and... You know, with just two weeks left, the championship hunts are obviously something that we're looking at, but uh, a really neat event here that started just a couple of seasons ago is the Rich Summers Memorial, of course, the whole Summers family out here. Uh, Rich's daughter, Pam, has been out here in the past couple of years, 
and you know we've had a couple of extra drivers show up uh, a few years ago jordan thiel and wiz motorsports showed up with that rich summers lookalike car which was really neat and it's just a guy that maybe you know with so many drivers that have raced here andy you talk about the joe shears and the steve carlson's and the trickles and all those guys that end up on the red white and blue board but you gotta look at a guy like rich summers and remember the history that that guy had because he was the first Fox River Racing Club champion here at WIR. And, you know, a guy that took a lot of laps and won a lot of races here. Yeah, and he always had the uh, a nice-looking car. It was red and white, number 15, sponsored by Cops Food Center mm-hmm. for years. Um, and, yeah, always clean, consistent driver. A lot, a lot of people respected him um, on and off the track. Um, years later, Doug Mollick, remember when he raced out here, he was number 15. That was for rich summers um so gone but not forgotten for sure the guy like that so it's uh it's cool to see the family come out and um every year you'll see them they'll be wearing the white and red shirts with the cops logo right. and the 15 everything's still embroidered and everything on it so um be a neat event and the next generation gabe summers kind of coming up through the through the ranks to his grandson racing the midwest truck series yeah i was gonna say a midwest truck series that's a black there's a yep. black 15 truck yeah and i know 14 uh, yeah, 14, 14. He was 14. I think he's 15 now. He okay. is uh, He is not far away from a super late model ride. Yeah, I've seen that. him run really good. I think it might have been at uh, at Plover. He won at the Dells. He won at the Dells last year uh, as a 14 year old, the youngest okay. uh, during the following race. So uh, yeah, hats off. Keep to an him. eye on him. Yeah, yeah. You'll see him uh, next time the Midwest trucks are in action. Anytime the Midwest trucks are in action, I think he actually went down at Hawkeye Downs this season too. So. Uh, good on him. And also next week, we talked about this a little bit. I'm really looking forward to this. The Dirt Sport Mods on the asphalt. Sounds like we've got at least a dozen and growing. Maybe 15, maybe 20 show up. And there's, there's good money on the line. For like 350, 400 to win. These guys don't race for that on a weekly basis. During the, uh, during the race, I was talking to Joe because we sit up in this media tower together. Uh, he said he's got 13 guaranteed, and he's trying to get more. Um, he's got a few more lined up as well that are kind of on the fence, but he's going to keep strong-arming them until they come out actually next week. So, Yeah, and they're doing free practice on Tuesday night. They have the last couple weeks, so if anybody's listening to this and knows someone that's interested, they can come out here Tuesday if no charge. Um, the intent of this race is... Is more of an exhibition. It's more for fun to bring something different out here. So um, they really don't want guys going out and buying asphalt tires no, and, and no, trying to change no. their car around. They want you just to bring the car like you run it at Shawnee, like you run it at 141, like you run it at Luxembourg, and just come out here and have some fun. And I think it's it's one of those things that um, it'll just continue to grow as drivers see that there is going to yeah. be a decent car count to come out and have some fun. Yeah, and it's kind of a, you know, if they come out here and they have a good time next week, your car counts are strong, the fans like what they see, and my personal opinion, having seen these things on the asphalt before, back when they raced in 141 full-time, we even had an exhibition out here one time. They're fun. They're a lot of fun to watch, and if everything goes well, you know, potentially we could see them here for the red, white, and blue next year. Uh, so uh, we'll be looking forward to that. And uh, got to give a shout out to Joe Vertigan for this, uh, as far as kind of coordinating everything. I know the idea kind of stuff. My, I know my dad, that guy Mike, was kind of pushing for it a bit. Uh, you know, Tommy G was pushing it a bit, but Joe Vertigan's really taken this thing by the horns and picked up some sponsors. He's kind of 
doing the the legwork of getting these drivers to come out here and put on the exhibition so good on joe big thanks to him for for doing that and we're looking forward to seeing the fruits of his labor and seeing all the drivers come out here and try to have a good time next week should be fun yeah definitely you're gonna have to you're gonna have to make sure you make your way out there and check that out andy so oh, I will for sure. Yes, yeah, so we can talk about those vintage wing sprint things. Those were things were here. insane, weren't they? We'll watch those. Yeah. Good old Bobby Iverson taking the win in that one. <laughs> that was cool. So, what do you think, Andy? I mean, we got two weeks left here, man. You, you gonna do this? You, you gonna pull this off? Um, I guess I guess I'll try. I mean, I'm gonna try, but what do you think, man? Yeah, like, I guess at this point, we might as well go for it. I mean, you're the only one of us in this position right now. Like, <laughs> you, you think you can do this? No, it's, it's. I know you. I, I got full confidence in you the way you've been running this year. Yeah, it's it's been on our mind since about the mid-season mark, and uh, we're just trying to do our homework and a little more preparation at the shop. Like something as simple like uh, last week, I unloaded the car on uh, Friday, and I noticed a couple wet spots on the bottom of the radiator. Well, guess what? Got pulled out and got welded this mm-hmm. week. You know, I think most most of the time, stuff like that, you just say, "Ah, it's fine. It didn't overheat during the race," or throw some JB weld on it, but. Um, we're just trying to spend more time in the shop, making sure we don't have any mechanical breakdowns. Um, obviously, uh, you know, if you get a flat tire or you get in a wreck, you know, those things happen. It's racing. Um, you can't control that. So um, we're just going to try to be consistent and then, uh, you know, come down to the last Thursday night and see what happens. Yeah, well, we're, we're getting there. Uh, with that being said, let's roll into our weekly tech tip. And Andy, I know this is something that you can probably speak to pretty well, having been out there. Uh, we talked a little bit about this just a couple of minutes ago, seeing that wreck from Norway where uh, Tyler Wisterbarth, you know, there were a couple cars spinning in front of him. Uh, he didn't really see the wreck until he was in the wreck. There was a car sitting there. Uh, he spins out the guy in front of him, and then all of a sudden there's a car that is just right there. And he T-bones him in the door going full speed. Uh, you can see, if you watch very closely, you can actually see the driver in the car that he hits moving around inside the cockpit. He didn't have a Hans device on. He had a neck collar on. Uh, the window net came down. Uh, he hit him that hard, that, and I actually uh, talked to both of these drivers. He hit the driver, his name is Kevin Peterson, so hard that it broke the mounts on the door bars. He had the thing mounted exactly where it needed to be, but then the door bars got pushed in four inches. It broke the mounts for the window net. Um, you know, both drivers uh, were very, very um, happy with the way their safety equipment performed. Tyler did have a Hans device on. I mean, with the sudden stop, whether you're going... 80 or 30 you need that thing and i mean have you have you experienced that yet andy where you, you kind of felt that hans device do its job yeah um we had a bad wreck here three years ago um actually back-to-back weeks one with my car and then the following week driving the the Corey Kempkus, uh 07 car um got up in the wall and turned two and um very important i mean it, it just keeps everything in place um you know, from a whiplash type perspective, you know, similar to the, the basal skull fracture, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it, like Dale Earnhardt had, um, that cost him his life. But yeah, importantly, watching that Norway wreck, um, you know, unfortunate, both drivers didn't have a Hans device on, but if one was going to have it and not the other, right. the car that was hitting him in T-bone versus the guy getting hit, because that was more of a side impact for that driver. Yeah. And I know they're expensive, obviously, they're 
upwards of $700 for a Hans device. Um, but I can tell you firsthand, I bought mine 2004, I want to say. Um, the straps are 30, 40 bucks. You replace them every few years. Um, it's kind of a one-time cost, kind of a no-brainer, you know, to invest in something like that for your safety. Right. And I, I mean, what's your life worth, right? It's that, really what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, and, and just in looking at some of those things, uh, I talked not only to those guys, but there was a really nasty wreck at a racetrack in South Bend. And, you know, this is kind of the thing that we look at for circle track. We try to be really conscious of safety. A uh, guy got hooked in the right rear. He's going full speed into the wall, actually broke the wall he hit so hard. Um, and it was basically a head-on hit. And I called and talked to him, and I said, dude, how are you doing? And he says, well, you know, I had my Hans full containment seat. Everything was good. You know, my knee's a little sore, banged it along, along the side because he hit kind of with the left front and then snapped the left side. So you could tell I'm sure everything shifted over to the left. But, uh, you know, I was talking to him. He said everything's good, so that's good to hear. But one thing that I think a lot of guys maybe discount and – uh, this is something I talked to a couple of people in the industry. Uh, Race Quick would be one of them, Patrick Gutt, and uh, Kevin from Race Day Safety. Uh, you need it to get your safety equipment checked after you take a hit like that. Uh, one thing you really, really should do, really need to consider doing, is if you're in a very heavy hit, you got to get your belts replaced. Uh, your belts will stretch anywhere from about 15 to 20% when you take a hit. And after that, they shouldn't take another hit. Um, if you talk to some of these guys, uh, you know, they'll tell you also the hardware on the belt might get twisted, might get pulled, might get stretched. So next time you hit, it could fail. So very, very important. Uh, I, I know it's extra expense, but again, what's your life worth when you're talking about your belts? Once you take a hit, you should talk to these guys and tell them, you know, maybe get them replaced right away yeah and, and really with seat belts i know as a driver and stuff we have a rule where they need to be replaced every two years per mm -hmm. manufacturer recommendations and that's when most people replace them is just when the date's up uh, but you're exactly right if you take a heavy impact those belts are going to stretch you got to look at them um you know if a car gets flatbedded off the track and gets in a really bad accident I think the safety crew should probably even just cut them. That's uh, that was one, yeah, that was one thing. And I know it frustrates you know mm -hmm. a team and racer. Oh no, I gotta buy belts, but you should buy belts anyway because if you're putting a thousand, two thousand dollars into your suspension and everything else you're fixing, most belts run around a hundred bucks, mm -hmm. give or take fifty bucks, depending on what kind you want. Um, so really, that is should be a, ne a necess you know a necessity. Um, versus just replacing them every two years because we're told we have to. I, I've taken belts out of cars after two years that look just like brand new, and they look fine, and we can pass them on to the four-cylinder class. Their rule is five years, things mm -hmm. like that. You know, maybe sell them, help another guy out. But really, um, yeah, I mean, they got to get looked at. Um, you know, I, I've even seen out here firsthand a <laughs> uh, four-cylinder car at the track where I took a look at the belts after a heat race, and I'm like, Oh my God, we gotta fix this right now because yeah. they can come loose. They can, you know, you could take a hit and that's not gonna hold you. You know, that's not gonna end well. And and to that point too, it's not just your belts, uh, your Hans device too. Uh, the straps and things like that can stretch. The hardware can get disformed anytime you take a hit. And 
not all of the manufacturers, but some of the manufacturers will just take that thing back free of charge and they'll at least look it over for you. So that's something you definitely should bear in mind too. And then your helmet as well. Uh, I was kind of talking to a race clip about this. I said, well, is the rule of thumb if you scratch it that technically it's supposed to go? And he said, well, that's not necessarily the case. I mean, you could drop it from three inches and you could get a scrape on the paint. He says, usually if it chips, that's a pretty good indication. And there is actually some foam inside where if you hit it once, it's not going to stretch back. So uh, really, if you're in a heavy impact, you should probably get your helmet looked at too. And I know it sounds like we're telling you to spend all this money and do this <laughs> and do that. And you know, the last thing we want to do is tell racers to spend more money. But when it comes to safety, that's really the place where you should you should really really not be shy about spending money. Yeah, and I I can't agree more. Um, we do this for fun. We all have families. We all have day jobs. This is a hobby. Um, we got to make sure we're safe in the race car because if you're not, um, none of you know the finishes, the points, the money, all that stuff. It really doesn't matter if somebody gets hurt um, out at the racetrack. So. Um, you know, we talked about this a few weeks ago on the show about uh, things you can learn going down to the PRI show in Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time last year going and talking to the different seatbelt manufacturers because um, one thing I learned last year that I didn't know is um, they started redesigning the seatbelts from 3-inch to 2-inch specifically to fit over the Hans yep, better. Yep. But now they're switching the lap belts to 2-inch, and this is something I talked to your dad about because we had to change the rules to allow them um, the lap belts now are two inch as well, and when I talked to um, one of the workers from Schroth Racing um, down there at the PRI show, what they found just through um, their R&D and, and stuff is the two inch lap belt actually fits around your hip bone and your pelvis. So you can, even though the three inch lap belt, everybody would think, well, that's going to be stronger, that's going to hold more weight. The two inch belt fits the natural curve of your hip better and you can get the belts tighter which keeps you safer because we don't want to be moving around in right. the car so those are the belts i have in my car this year yeah they cost a couple hundred dollars where i could have got a normal set for 50 bucks or 70 bucks but what's your safety worth you know mm -hmm. that's what it really comes down to and going around talking to the manufacturers talking to different ideas they're the ones doing the testing they're the ones running cars into walls with crash yeah. test dummies um you know, even the webbing that the belts are made out of, polyester is a common material, just different things you can learn. Um, the SFI 16.1, 16.5, different ratings. Um, again, I know we're preaching to the choir a little bit here, but yeah. we talk all the time, drivers talk about springs and shocks and what's the latest, greatest on that, but let's not lose sight of what's the latest and greatest with safety, mm -hmm. too. Yeah, and uh, by the way, just as an extended offer here, you know, Andy, you mentioned talking to to uh, the people down at PRI, and maybe not everybody gets the opportunity to go down there. Uh, just with my connections at Circle Track, if anybody is looking to get in touch with any of these people, you know, whether it be a Race Quip, a Simpson, uh, a Crow, or whoever, just feel free to contact me. Uh, we've got a we've got a Rolodex of these people, and they will talk. They will tell you everything that you need to know about safety. Uh, my buddy Kevin at Race Day Safety just wrote me a whole book on a whole bunch of things, ranging from seats to belts to uh, to Hans devices and all those sorts of things. So if you're questioning anything, if you have any questions, like Andy said, PRI is a great resource, great time to go down there. 
Uh, if you want to get these guys on the phone or shoot them an email, let me know. I'll get you in contact with them. But uh, we want to see you all back out here racing as much as possible. We hate to see the injuries. And, uh, you know, like we said, these are the guys that are crashing the test dummies and, and doing all they can to make sure that you're safe inside your race car. Not necessarily trying to get you to spend more money with their company, but they want to keep you safe. So I think we have gone on quite a bit here. Again, a big thanks to the Beatty brothers for joining us. Sandy, best of luck in the last two weeks. Best of luck to everybody. You know, we got uh, some really good championship battles going on. And hopefully we can decide it in the next two weeks. Mother Nature is making more decisions for us. That'd be nice just to get a, you know, we were talking about on the way up here. You know, let's get a clean night where it's 75 summies, mm-hmm. no chance of rain. Everybody shows up in a better mood. None of this track drying stuff. No starting two hours late. Just get, let's get a normal show in. That'd yeah. be kind of fun. Be nice to us, Mother Nature. We, we got the message today, okay? We're sorry. But be nice to us over the next two weeks. All right, Dan. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem. Do some good work. We'll look out for your videos. Yeah, when I get them posted, finally. Oh, that's all right. You got other things going on. We life know. is being life. Yeah, we know you're you're doing the uh, the laptop thing there, and I might have to bring my laptop in to have you look at it. The fan went out. Hmm. So. Doesn't that get caught up with a lot of dust? Is that what takes them out? Right. Yeah, that can take it out. It, I mean, to be brutally honest with the model that Matt has, we were talking about it earlier. Uh, yeah, it's it's not a big surprise that the fan failed. It, it is a known issue. So his one fan, and it finally let go. Yeah, of all things. <sighs> Sorry, no more fans for you. No fans. Mm. Could be worse, I guess. Gonna have to reconsider what I'm doing. All right, Fox River Racing Club on Facebook. You can find us at frrcracing.net as well. I'm at Matt Panier on Twitter. This is where you guys. Say say your Twitter. Hey, Monday ten on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, maybe. Snapchat, okay. Snapchat. Dan Strong ninety five on Twitter or just Dan Strong on Facebook. There we go. What about your YouTube channel? A lot of people don't know about that one. YouTube with the FRC videos. I will post a link to that. Okay. Because okay. So, my uh, my YouTube handle is a little bit goofy to try and find. It so is kind of weird. Yeah, okay. I will post that on my Facebook. Or just search FRC and you'll find stuff. Yep. yep. Or WIR, whatever class you're looking for. You'll find it underneath that. Or too. urinating tree. Hey, no, that's not me. That's not he, me. He's got the haters guide to the NFL season. I can't <laughs> wait to see that one. So, All right. Thank you all for joining us. And we will catch you next week. Adios. Stay out of trouble. <laughs>